podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to an Andre special for Anfield Index. So, yes, ladies and gents, I'm sure everyone has seen the uh, the news, the rumours, however you wish to describe it, that Fluminense's Andre has been linked again with a move to Liverpool. And again, it seems as though talks and certain things may be hotting up. So he's definitely one to, to keep an eye on. And I'm also pleased to say again, we managed to secure South American football expert, renowned and respected Tom Robinson, who's actually just down the road from me, two Englishmen in Edinburgh. Tom, how are we? Very good, thanks. Um, enjoying being back on the pod again. Looking forward to discussing another top South American talent that's been uh, linked with Liverpool. Yeah, and fingers crossed. I like the way you build it that way, Tom, because naturally, probably me, like a, a lot of Liverpool supporters, keeping an eye on all the talk and it seems that again maybe rumors but certain you know South American journalists suggesting that very much they're looking at a deal now or possibly to to bring him in January that's the other suggestion potentially that he might be taking our last non-homegrown spot maybe now again or, or in January we have to see but we did want to talk to you about the the player the deal what he could bring to to Liverpool specifically as well and I've got to, I have to be honest, my knowledge of Andre is pretty limited. Like a lot of fans, it's been clips on YouTube and there's been a lot more interest from us in the Copa <laughs> Libertadores, especially, hasn't there? You know, the Argentina's juniors game the other day and the one coming up this Friday as well. I suppose it, it may be a short question, but there might be a bit to it. How would you actually describe Andre as a player, almost his playing style in that regard? Yeah, so I, th- I think the way that I would sort of characterise his style as is that of a passing metronome at the base of midfield, very much a, a tempo setter rather than a yeah. defensive destroyer. I mean, you can just look at his stats um, in the Brasileirao League last season. I think it was about 93.5% pass completion and, and he's wow. pretty similar to that this year as well. And even just number of passes made, he's about... 400 higher than the person in second. So he's he's a guy who who likes to have the ball. He, he might not necessarily be the most um, adventurous always with the ball, but he, you know, keeps the ball ticking over, recycles it, and, you know, can progress up the field either through carries or passes. So, yeah, not, not necessarily a, a deep line playmaker, but definitely a tempo setter. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you, that you said that because... Naturally, for for us that are Liverpool fans, and I know you're a Villa fan, just to, to caveat that as well. <laughs> but what we're looking for, I suppose, we've been looking at uh, 
And there's debate amongst our fan base, and there is whether it's a, a number six, where the suggestions are that Liverpool want a, as it's been phrased in a few articles, a multifunctional midfielder. So I suppose that's kind of leaning towards one that plays, can play six and can play the A on either side. I mean, for Andre, because like you say, that, that metronome, that passing controller, if I picked it up right, it didn't quite sound like the six at the base is his best position. So where would you say is his best position on the pitch? Well, I mean, I, I do think he is good as a, a defensive midfielder, someone who, who can operate as at the base, whether that be the, the sole number six or whether he's in a double pivot alongside someone else. Um, but he is someone who who can dribble with the ball very well, who, who can is, is mobile, is dynamic. So he's he's not someone who you would pigeonhole into one position um, completely, but I do think, as opposed to you know the the chat that we had about McAllister, who very is a a multi, very much is a very uh, multifunctional midfielder, Solzhenitsyn as well can operate in a number of roles. I do feel Andre is perhaps has more of an obvious position. I mean, the fact that Endo's now in the club as well means that. You could potentially pair them together if you're in a game that you knew that you were going to be controlling the ball a lot more. Then you could have him yeah. as that deep lying midfielder, a bit you know, maybe a bit like Enzo Fernando and uh, Enzo Fernandez rather has has done um, for Argentina and you know um, kind of done for for Chelsea on occasion. So um, I, I think he's yeah, it's definitely more of a specific role appointment than. Um, a completely multifunctional midfielder who can operate all over the place. But obviously, if you're an elite player and especially playing in a team like Fluminense, you've got to be able to pop up all over the, the place as well, which um, I think is an, um, important when, you know, talking about his positioning and potential adaptation to the Premier League. Yeah, it is an interesting one, especially in that adaptation. I did want to ask you about that because he's obviously been, you know, a key player for Fluminense who are in the the top four in Brazil. I mean, they're going far in the the Copa Libertadores, and no one quite knows how far they will actually go. And and I know you build him, you know, as a, a talent there. I suppose I hate being negative, but it's always important, I think, to ask at this stage. Would you? have any concerns about him maybe adapting to the Premier League? And I also saw a, a few comments on sort of social media that he's played an awful lot of minutes since March if he were to to take him almost straight away and possibly activate that release clause or whatever it would take. Would you have any concerns about him coming into the Premier League at all? I mean, I think there's always a question mark um, when any player comes to the Premier League because there's you know, it's right up there with probably the most intense leagues in the world. Um, and that's clearly going to require some adaptation. But, you know, the same can be said of just moving from a different team within the Premier League. You know, you look at Caicedo on his debut for Chelsea, someone who should be up to speed with, with the Premier League, looking a bit um, out of depth at times. So I think yeah. it's, it's something that you'd hope would be helped by the fact there are Brazilians at Liverpool, there's South Americans, there's Portuguese speakers. So on a purely personal level, you'd think that's going to be helped. And also the fact that he's not this one great hope that all the, you know, all the expectations going to be pinned on. He's someone who, yes, should come in and be contributing to the first team straight away, but not necessarily as a guaranteed starter. You know, there's plenty of other players who can play 
in that position or alongside him. Um, and, and also, I think a really important thing is, as I kind of alluded to there earlier, Fluminense's playing style, it's, I mean, it's basically, it's become a bit of a, a hipster uh, favourite, really, with uh, Fernando Diniz, who's the, the caretaker Brazil manager at, at the moment. There's a lot of man-to-man pressing. There's a lot of kind of chaotic energy, which probably climbs with some of the, the best Klopp sides, um, as, as does the pressing. So he's going to be, I think, uniquely prepared for the rigours of, of European football compared to a lot of out, uh, other South American clubs that don't necessarily press as much, that don't have these, you know, passes in, in tight spaces all the time. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's really important. And in terms of how much football he's played, yes, he's, he's played a lot. Um, I think it's probably good in terms of experience. Also shows how durable he is that he's, yeah, played pre- uh, pretty much uh regularly for well all of last season played a lot of the season before but one thing to note as well is a lot of those games early in the year in brazil are state championships where you know you could be playing yeah you, you might be coming up if you know to take a, a a uk example liverpool could be coming up against man united and everton but they might also be playing uh tranmere or, or something like that wow. so you, you okay. probably get play teams even even lower down the uh the pyramid so I wouldn't say that that sort of, you know, football doesn't really get going in Brazil until probably sort of May sort of time anyway. So those first few months of the season, yes, he's played a bit, but they're they're not at the same level um, of of intensity. Um, So, yeah, I I think I wouldn't worry too much about how much football he's played. Well, yeah, that's definitely a a positive to hear in that way. And I'm sure probably you, like many Liverpool fans, enjoy Caicedo's debut or not, so to speak. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of positives there. And I did want to pick up on, and I may be pronouncing this wrong, the, the Fluminense manager, in the, I think it's the interim Brazil, or sort of the caretaker boss there, Denise, I'd like to say a, a unique style. It, Andre's been on the, the radar, as it were, for a while, but I don't know if you saw it. Denise did that that press conference where he actually name-checked Fluminese and Liverpool and players, and obviously that got tongs wagging a bit after he did that presser. And then last night, probably you know, into the early hours this morning, a lot of the Brazilian side, I think it, it's important to say, and again, I may be butchering this, but I think it's Globo, the, the sort mm-hmm. of the... South American publications seem to be on it, but we're not really, I suppose, hearing too much on this side of the the water, as it were. So, with that in mind, do you think this is a a live deal? Do you think there's definitely something to it, and we should be all eyes peeled in case something can happen? Shall we say? Yeah, I mean, certainly. Again, as you said, most of the the noise has been coming from Brazil, um, with sort of big publications out out there, and and obviously Denise name checking him as well i mean it, it feels like there's been a lot of a, sort of a long held interest not just liverpool but but a number of clubs have been sort of sniffing around andre for for a while and he's definitely been one of the best young midfielders in brazil over the last 18 months so there's there's definite feel that it's it's time for him to move on um i think from from the only thing that would maybe throw a spanner in the works is Fluminense are going to play hardball because they want to keep him for the Libertadores as they, I, I think they've got a really realistic chance of of going quite far, probably even making it to the final. Maybe not favourites for the competition itself. I think yeah. Palmeiras are, are still would, would be where my money is, but 
Um, you know, they've got these uh, games against Olympia coming up this month. Um, if they get knocked out of the Libertadores, then they'd be much more inclined to sell. Um, but you could definitely see them wanting to hold on, hold on to him for the for the rest of the year. And also, they know Premier League clubs have money. Liverpool have shown that they're they're willing to bid high or spend high, um, and maybe getting a bit more desperate towards the end of the the window. So they're they're in quite a strong uh, position. And Brazilian clubs generally are the, are the sort of more strong uh, in terms of finances in South America, but. Again, every club has their price and, and that's just an economic reality of South American football. As for Liverpool, you know, you it definitely feels like, okay, maybe the, the top t- uh, targets of Caicedo and Lavia weren't available. Let's divide that fee across Endo and, and Andre. But at the same time, with Endo coming in, maybe the, the need, the sort of the essential need to get a defence-minded player in is, has been sort of put off and, and maybe they could wait for six months as well. So I think there's a lot of moving parts, um, but I definitely think he would be, you know, a good fit for any sort of Champions League side um, and anyone who's sort of pushing towards the the top of any any sort of top European league. So he's he's got the quality, um, but if the necessity is not necessarily there to bring him in, and he can be eased in, then that's probably also going to be fine for all parties involved as well. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, because like you said, Fluminense do seem to be playing hardball. There's been suggestions that if you know we, we've offered around 30 million euros, and almost the suggestion there saying if you know if you want the player now, it's got to be that full release clause, i.e., the full. 40 million euros and it almost sounds terrible I think a, a lot of eyes for Liverpool fans will be on the the Friday game in the Libertadores <laughs> for Fluminense maybe sounds terrible but hoping you know they, they don't end up on the right side of the result should they say I suppose with them playing hardball and the fact that they, they could go further and I saw the better notes they are expected to almost progress to the, the next stage do you, do you think does your gut almost tell you that if Liverpool want this player now, it is a release clause or nothing type of job. Is that where you're leaning towards? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's definite uh, release clause. Um, that's obviously what Fluminense will push for, but I think they could, they would probably accept um, a little, little bit um, underneath that, um, or you know, de- depending on how the deal is structured and everything. So, but I, I definitely think they yeah. know that they're in a strong position um, and. They're obviously going to try their luck. I mean, the fact that 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 final, the second leg of that quarterfinals on that Friday, uh, well, early hours of, of Friday morning, late Thursday night, right yeah. on, the, on the deadline day, could mean that they, you know, don't want to even announce it until after that game, even if a deal's in place. So there's there's so many aspects at, at play for you know a really fun and a team that, yeah, I think has a, has a decent chance of, of winning the thing. So, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting and I think it's very much in the balance. But um, certainly if Liverpool really want to get the deal done, then they kind of know what the, the asking price is. True. Yeah, absolutely. There's, yeah, there's no doubts about that at all. And the only, the final thing I just wanted to, to ask you, especially from 
your sort of unique per- perspective there for South American football that Liverpool, we, we've almost bypassed the direct market. We usually pick the player up after they've come to Europe, don't we, for an inflated mm. fee, so to speak, like a, a Diaz, Nunes, even Alisson. You know, we, we, we never sort of shop directly in that market. But as you mentioned, a few names, there's a lot of clubs have had success, especially clubs like Brighton that, that, that you mentioned before with Caicedo, that type of move. Do you think from a, I suppose not just from Liverpool as well, but from a, a Premier League perspective, maybe it's is Brighton and others that people have started to look towards, the bigger boys as well. Do you think though for Liverpool as well, it could be almost a, a wise move, a good adjustment of strategy to almost look to the South American market earlier, you know, build value, someone like Andre, who ideally, and say, well, you never know, but if we do get him in for a good price, it's worth double or so in a few years' time in that sense. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, as you rightly said, loads of clubs are looking at the example of Brighton, who, yeah, Caicedo's the the latest one, but, you you know, they've taken Enciso from, directly from South America, and he's clearly going to make them a big profit. They've also um, gone for other Argentinians like Facundo Buonanotte, who's who's a really highly rated in Argentina as well, and, and they're yeah. looking at a, a couple of other players like Valentin Barco and, and Fabricio Diaz, who... Uh, fantastic prospects as well. So I think Brighton are sort of showing the way in terms of putting faith in in, in going for those young players. But you know there are there are lots of other clubs who are, are pivoting towards this as well. You know Man City. Um, obviously they got Julian Alvarez straight from from River Plate and he's done fantastically. Yeah. And they've they've picked up a, a number of young players. Even Chelsea with the you know the the huge amount of money they're spending. They also have invested quite a bit in, in young Brazilian talent as well. And, and you know, you look all the way through the Premier League and they're all looking more and more at going directly to South America. I mean, just to sort of, as a kind of comparison, two really good young Brazilian midfielders um, who were kind of up there is with Andre in terms of the best young sort of defensive-minded Brazilian midfielders last year have also gone straight to Premier League clubs, Danilo at uh, Nottingham Forest and Joao Gomez to, to Wolves. So yeah. it's not it's not even the the very biggest clubs that are going for it. And I think one thing to note as well is it's it's now easier for British clubs to shop in South America with um, yeah. the changes to yeah visa eligibility with Brexit and everything. So I think that's one reason why people are pivoting, but also there's that fear of getting stung for five, 10, 20 times the fee that you could have originally paid. And at the end of the day, if the talent's good enough, where they're from is almost irrelevant. So I think Andre fits into that bracket of saying, yeah, okay, I if you if he played for a European club for a year or two, we'd know for sure if he, he was sort of up to the mark. But the way that scouting and data and just the kind of level of certain players is is pretty obvious to see who actually probably don't need that that sort of stepping stone and and Andre definitely feels like one of those talents with a with an elite level ceiling so um yeah i think it's it, it definitely we could see more of it um from from liverpool and and lots of other uh, premier league clubs Brill. Well, when people talk about players with an elite level ceiling, fingers crossed they do end up. So fingers crossed, Andre is a Liverpool player, be it now 
albeit in January. But Tom, I know you were quite strapped for time. So all it really leads me to say is thanks very much for the insight, sir. Much appreciated. No worries, my pleasure. And I'll be I'll be keeping a, a keen eye and and fingers crossed there that the deal goes through and and it's not too pricey a one for Liverpool. Fingers crossed indeed. And that, ladies and gents, was an Andre special for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.